negro slavery in wisconsin by john nelson davidson from the wisconsin historical society's journal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. it is a free country no slavery can be admitted here thus in eighteen thirty three reverend david lowry wrote of what was soon to be wisconsin and at the centennial celebration of the settlement of marietta ohio april seventh eighteen eighty eight senator george f here speaking of the old northwest territory and the states that have seceded it used these words here was the first human government which absolute civil and religious liberty has always prevailed here no witch was ever hanged or burned no heretic was ever molested here no slave was ever born or dwelt when older states or nations where the chains of human bondage have been broken shall utter the proud boast with a great price i obtain this freedom each sister state of this imperial group ohio indiana illinois michigan and wisconsin may lift up her queenly head with the yet prouder answer but i was born free we could wish that these statements were entirely accurate it is true that the witchcraft delusion that has slain its hundreds of thousands of victims in germany france britain and its twenty or even more in our own land found none here but negroes were actually held as slaves in indiana illinois and even in wisconsin doubtless there were some also in ohio it is from the lips of living witnesses that i have part of the story of negro slavery in wisconsin one of these is more than a witness he is doubtless the only living man who held slaves in wisconsin it is to his credit that he became also their emancipator i speak of george wallace jones now of dubuque iowa the last delegate in congress from michigan territory to write and fold the biography of general jones he was brigadier in the territorial militia under governor dodge would be to write a great part of the early history of southwestern wisconsin one of the landmarks in that part of the state is Cincinnawa Mound, almost on the dividing line between Wisconsin and Illinois, and about six miles east of Dubuque, Iowa. In 1827, Mr. Jones, by advice of his physician, left his Missouri home and came northward. In March of that year, he made claim, under the custom of those times, to a piece of land. This he afterwards secured by title from the United States government, being the first man to prove up pre-exemption rights in the mineral point land office opened about eighteen thirty six and thus the first to enter therein a quarter section of land the noble mound already named stands upon the tract of land to which mr jones made this early claim here he established a trading post and here he held about a dozen or fifteen slaves brought from missouri at some date not remembered by general jones now an octogenarian one of his negro men whom he calls sam brought suit against him for wages the case was tried before judge dunn so well known in our early history according to general jones recollection the judge charged the jury that the negro's legal status was determined by the statute of the state whence he had been brought and that consequently he could not be party to a suit such a ruling does not seem consistent with the fact that a jury was summoned it may be that the old gentleman's memory is at fault and the suggestion of an eminent member of the milwaukee bar has led to the thought that perhaps the judge held that general jones's financial obligation 
to the negro was determined by the relation which in lieu of a contract had existed between them in the state whence they both came widely different as are these possible rulings of the court the result to the unfortunate negro as far as the immediate object of his suit was concerned was practically the same to adopt the language of a certain real or supposed country newspaper he succeeded in getting nothing probably he was already practically free in about eighteen forty two general jones emancipated all whom he had held in slavery strictly speaking this action on his part was but the recognition of a right which he knew they already possessed practically it was very likely the breaking up of an establishment which had been held together by the bonds of kindliness and mutual goodwill general jones who speaks with great frankness of his own holding of slaves in wisconsin tells us also of like action on the part of governor dodge yet the cases are not precisely alike for dodge before removing to wisconsin called together his negroes and promised freedom after five years service to such of them as would go with him to his proposed new home this he established only a few miles from the site whereon was afterwards built the little city of dodgeville he more than fulfilled his promise for at the appointed time he not only set his negroes free but also gave each man forty acres of land and a yoke of oxen another of the living witnesses to the fact of slavery in wisconsin is ex-judge joseph trotter mills of lancaster among his early cases was one brought to compel a so-called master to set free a colored man held in grant county as a slave the deed of manumission executed on this occasion is the honored judge thinks the only document of the kind on record in our state in eighteen thirty four when he became one of the founders of the cumberland presbyterian now the congregational church of young mills protested against the sin of slavery for one of the brotherhood andrew cochran held slaves in missouri of this church david lowry was the first pastor but there was one case of the actual holding of a slave at prayer itself it was that of a mulatto named day he attracted the attention of the late rev alfred brunson who thinking that day had a mind to be useful in pastoral or mission service raised money and secured the mulatto's freedom but he proved either to be unfit for the service desired of him or unwilling to enter into it and the investment from the missionary point of view proved to be a total loss this event seems to have been a matter of intense mortification to dr brunson and of keen delight to his enemies but platteville has the unpleasant distinction of being the only place in wisconsin where slaves were not only actually held but whence they were also returned to slave soil and to legal bondage the latter case was that of two girls held by the wife of rev james mitchell a minister of the methodist episcopal church when it became unsafe to try to keep them as slaves any longer in wisconsin they were taken to st louis intense feeling was aroused in platteville by this shameful and illegal deed from the ecclesiastical point of view wisconsin was then embraced within the limits of the rock river conference before this body accordingly mr mitchell was tried for kidnapping he pleaded that he was not the owner of the slaves whether on this ground or not i cannot say but by a small majority he secured acquittal green bay has place in our narrative for the venerable jeremiah porter doctor of divinity of beloit remembers distinctly a mulatto girl who was held there as a slave in later years dr porter 
met her as a free woman according to his wish no name save his own is given in connection with this case john myers of platteville who gave me most of the facts i have mentioned concerning the two slave girls of that place tells of another case in which it is best that no names be given for the relation was probably that of voluntary rather than of enforced servitude yet mr myers thinks that when the census of 1840 was taken the person was reported as a slave with the single exception known to dr porter these slaves were all brought to wisconsin in the first of the two great currents of early immigration that came hither this was from the south the older west kentucky and tennessee were then considered to be western rather than southern states and from missouri it was by way of the mississippi that most of these emigrants reached wisconsin that a few of them brought slaves is not a matter of surprise many like rev david lowry judge mills and a personal friend of the writer the late benjamin kilbourne of jamestown a type of man less known but not less earnest came with an abhorrence of human bondage samuel mitchell first pastor of the methodist episcopal church of platteville who though a native of virginia emancipated his slaves on becoming a christian certainly put to shame his less worthy son already named governor dodge was another man who did better than his son both were in the united states senate the former from wisconsin the latter from iowa when the wilmot proviso came before that body the son augustus c dodge voted against it the father in its favor the second of the two great streams of early immigration hither came by way of the great lakes and for the most part from new england and new york it was distinctly anti-slavery in sentiment among the men who formed part of this movement were many who in later years resisted manfully the abominable fugitive slave law but against human slavery itself and its more immediate effects the abolitionists who came hither from the south made here and elsewhere an earlier fight and against greater odds won victory End of Negro Slavery in Wisconsin by John Nelson Davidson